All right, well, good morning, church. Uh, it's so good to be here with you. And, um, you know, today our topic and our theme for today is prayer, you know, but not just prayer, but bold prayers. And uh, when we think of boldness, sometimes it doesn't seem to go together. You know, oftentimes we think of being bold or we think of being confident and courageous as we define boldness. We, we can think of so many other things. And prayer can be one of those things that uh, is not often put together with being bold. You know, even this, this weekend as we remember, there's power in remembering and remembering those who have fought for our nation and ultimately have given their lives for our freedom. But I have news today. There is one who's given his life where we have freedom um, from sin, freedom from the shackles that come by so many things that we can get bound to in this world. But when we think of boldness, we're very thankful for those who've given their life. When we think of boldness, uh, we can think of other areas of our life. But this morning, I want us to really focus in on the area of prayer and to know that it's for us to be confident and courageous as we approach this week and every week. You know, if you know me, um, there's one thing that you'll find out very quick is that I like to lose things. And I'm very good at losing my keys. And uh, if you know me, you're going to find out real quick that if it's not my keys, it might be my wallet, something like that. So I, I've got story after story about my keys. And, you know, Shannon, my wife, has tried to help me over the years to just get better at this. You know, I lack discipline at putting my keys up. I mean, they could be anywhere. They could be in the garage. They could be under, uh, you know, on the bed, just laying there. It could be, uh, I've even had them on the side of the road. I'll tell you that story later. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's wild to think about where they go. Uh, you know, but for me, when I think of my keys, and I mean, just this week to, you know, I, I misplaced my keys, and then I set my wallet down. I kid you not, I'm just going to tell myself, you know, I, I set my keys down, I found my keys, I lost my wallet. I was like, where are they at? You know, so I'm like, that's just me. To know me, it, it, that's just my running joke. And so Shannon has helped me, and I even have this little, like, key caddy and wallet caddy when we walk into the uh, house, right when I come in the garage, and I'm like, well, here it is. She has put it here. But, you know, oftentimes I'm like 50-50 right now. Half the time I'll put them in there and I'll hang them there. The other half, they're just somewhere else. And, uh, you know, for me, I've just got to be disciplined when I walk in the door. You know, if you're anything like me, here's my wallet. Here's my keys. All right, so when I leave, I'm good. But for me, it's a discipline problem, you know. Oftentimes, I'm just not disciplined enough to do that. I'm like, oh, I've got it. I'll, I'll set them down. And if, you know, in that same vein, if we're not very careful, we'll look at prayer that way. Uh, prayer can be viewed oftentimes as a discipline issue. Like, I just need to be more disciplined to pray. I need to pray more. I need to talk to God more. I need to listen to the voice of God more. I'm just not disciplined enough to do that. And I think we mean well by saying that. But really what we need to, to embrace is what, like J.D. Greer says often, he says that the lack of prayer is not a discipline problem, it's a gospel problem. It's a gospel problem. So when we think of that, it's, it's, it means that, you know, a discipline is something that we practice, but Jesus never viewed prayer as a discipline. 
You know, and if anyone didn't have to pray, it would be our Lord Jesus. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, God in the flesh, perfect, but he oftentimes we see throughout the scripture, every chapter, every other chapter, Jesus got a way to pray, to pray. It's a gospel problem. What do we mean by that? It really means that uh, prayer ought to be viewed as something so natural that it's ingrained into our everyday life. It's just the way we live. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when I woke up this morning, I'm not counting how many breaths I've taken. Now, we're very grateful. I'm so thankful that we have a day to live, another day to wake up and to breathe. But if you're like me, I'm not like on my 8,000th 8, breath right now. I'm not counting them. Are you? I mean, we're, we just breathe naturally. It's just a given. And uh, we don't have to think about it. It's just something that our body, the way God has made us, we do. And, um, you know, we're not disciplined to breathe. We just naturally do it. And if there's one thing that our Lord Jesus has taught us is that as we go about our life, as he modeled uh, throughout the gospels in those three years of his ministry, he was teaching us is that as we go about our life, let's pray boldly. And let's pray naturally and not just view it as a spiritual obligation or a religious duty or it's just part of one of those church things I do. And, um, you know, it's easy to, to fall in the trap of that. So briefly, I just want to point out a few things that we know that prayer is not according to God's Word. Number one really is prayer is not magic. It's not magic. You know, as maybe as a little kid or, you know, maybe we've struggled with this throughout uh, different times in our life. You know, we, we view God as kind of like that genie in a bottle. And, you know, if, if I just, um, you know, meet with God and if I do these things for God and he'll, he'll give me three wishes or he'll grant me different wishes and seasons of my life. And um, if I just obey and do the right things, you know, we can view it as magic. Well, another thing, prayer is not, prayer is not for making deals with God. You know, have, have you ever been there? Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, God, if you'll just make me a millionaire, if you'll make me a multimillionaire, if you give me those, these things, guess what? I make you a deal, God. I will support dozens and dozens of missionary families. I'll give to the church. I'll, I'll help the needy and those who are, um, have uh, financial struggles. God, I'll, I'll use it for your glory. If you do this, I'll do this for you. And if we're not careful, we'll use prayer in that way, like making deals with God. But the Bible never teaches us that that's how prayer works. Prayer's not for making deals. Another thing, prayer is not, it's not for impressing others, impressing others. Now, hey, there's the Greek and the Hebrew. It's, it's awesome to be able to study those languages as we get to the roots of the Scripture. Uh, but, you know, we, we try to use prayer with eloquent words or we try to impress a crowd by the way we pray or the length of a prayer. You know, in Jesus' day, he faced this with many people and the religious leaders, and he's he spoken to this very often, that prayer is not an opportunity to try to just uh, let everyone know how spiritual you are or how close to God you want people to think. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we can use prayer as an opportunity to just try to impress others, maybe from the choice of our words or, like I said, the length of our prayers. Aren't you thankful that that's not prayer? I'm so thankful that we don't have to base it on these external things in our life. 
So what are bold prayers? You know, as we say, you know, prayer is to be confident in our prayers and to be courageous in our prayers and to dream big dreams and to make plans and be led by the Holy Spirit in our life. Well, let's look at some things that make up bold prayers that are confident and courageous in our life. Number one is this, bold prayers are protective. They're protective. But how do we see this? Paul says this in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Ah, who wants the peace of God this morning? And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, oftentimes this is, this is true, it's biblical, it's right. We need to pray prayers that are protective. We need to pray those prayers that bring peace and bring comfort to our family, to coworkers, to people we don't even know. I mean, we, all we have to do is look at the news this week and to think about the tragedy that we've faced as a nation um, in different parts of our country this week. People need our prayers. They need the church to pray and to be sincere and to pray that the church in those areas and in those communities will rise up and they will be bold in their faith. They'll be bold in their love. They'll be bold in their courage as they approach those in a time of need and pain. And so, you see, we're protective with our prayers. But don't we live in a day where, you know, the struggle is real? I mean, look, just look here at what Paul says again. I mean, we think of stress, anxiety. I mean, we live in a day where mental health hot, are hot topics in our culture, and they're very real, and there's something that we need to approach God with, and we need to be honest about, and we need to be transparent about. And so when we do that, we, we need to pray for others, and we need to pray for ourselves. You know, think of it this time of year. I mean, We've all had really bad sunburns, right? I mean, we've, we've been there and you think, well, and it's so good when you get that aloe that you can just rub on a sunburn. You think about it. I was just thinking of the, how soothing it is or comforting it is. And you've been out in the sun all day and you're like, your neck's burning or, you know, you've got the farmer's tan or whatever. And you're, you know, your shoulders or your arms. Ah, oh, man, it's a great feeling when you find that aloe, you know, you can rub it on there. And like, man, that's soothing. That's comforting. That is exactly what I need in a moment like this. And you think of the simplicity of that, but I want you to think in depth with me here and think that that is exactly what prayer does in our life. It comforts, it soothes, it protects. You know, it meets us at our point of need. And that's what we want to pray. We want to pray prayers of comfort for others, prayers of provision, prayers of peace, prayers that people will experience the love and the grace of God that is so abounding. And so that's what we do. We can focus our prayers on that because if not, we know the alternative is this. First Peter 5, 8 um, says it like this. I want to paraphrase, but it just says what? That the devil, he is our enemy and he, 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 he roars around us. He prowls around us like a roaring lion seeking to devour us when we take our eyes off of Jesus. He's looking, he's, he's in the bushes. He's in the shrubs and he's watching our every move and he's waiting to see when we'll take our eyes off Christ 
You see, so it's important that we pray because when we pray, not only that, but it protects us, it cleanses our mind, it cleanses our heart, it allows us to get realigned with what is true and right in a day when, when uh, it's of chaos and pain and hurt, in a day when tragedy seems to happen this week, that we can get realigned with God and his protection. You see, prayer restores and heals us when stress, anxiety, worry, fear are real battles. You face that today? Are those real battles for you? Is that a real battle for a loved one in your life? Is that a real need that you would come here at Get Well this morning and say, man, I'm there and I don't have an answer. I've got good news. Jesus has the answer. He is the answer. He is the great protector. He is the one who guards our hearts and our minds and our steps. Secondly, we see what are bold prayers? Well, the second bold prayer I want to look at is that we pray prayers of protection, but we also know that bold prayers are consistent. They're consistent prayers. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, that we don't quit, that we don't give up, that we're consistent. I mean, we think about it, right? I mean, isn't consistency the key to everything pretty much in our life? I mean, if we're honest and we think about just every facet of anything that has meaning in our life, I and mean, what do we do, uh, you know, throughout the year? Many Americans and many people, when January rolls around, it's, it becomes diet and exercise and, you know, fitness goals, physical goals, um, uh, and we think of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get in a routine to eat better, to work out, to, to do whatever. You make goals but we know the key to that is what? It's, it's consistency. Or it could be financial goals. It could be a goal that you have financially in, as a, in a marriage or with your children or college or retirement. We know those things are good and right. And, you know, Proverbs teaches us it's, it's wise to practice that type of planning. And we need to. We've got to have financial goals. But we know that the key to that is consistency. It doesn't happen overnight. To be consistent, it takes time. It could be career goals. Maybe you're, you're somewhere in your life now or you're in a school setting and you're, you want to get from here to there, but we know it takes time. It takes consistency. You know, we have to, to take uh, the long view, as Hunter reminds us so often, to take the long view with God and, and see what God's doing in long term. But we have to be consistent here and now. It could even be as simple as, you know, decluttering, you know, an attic, you know, or a garage, right? You with me on that? I mean, it happens. And it's just like, you know, you, sometimes you can look at it and you're like, oh, man, this is overwhelming. How am I ever going to do this? You know, we just got to start one thing at a time, right? And you just, you know, you find ways you can bless someone else or, you know, have a yard sale or whatever it may be. You know, it's consistency. You know, you have to take the long view, and you have to take baby steps to get you there. You see, prayer is consistent prayer. God wants us to pray prayers of boldness, but to pray bold and to be bold in our prayers, we have to continue to do it. We have to continue to practice it. You see, it requires patience and grace, and it requires us taking the long view with God. Third, Let's look at today. So what are bold prayers? Bold prayers are also, Scripture teaches us, they're persistent. Not only are they consistent, 
but bold prayers are persistent. And let's look here at this parable Jesus uh, sh shares with us in the Gospel of Luke. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but he finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Oh, what a great reminder that our prayers are to be persistent. You see, Jesus says, don't quit. Prayer does matter. Prayer does change things. Let's not be fearful in our prayers. Let's remember that we can approach the throne of God boldly because we're his children. And we can cry out to our Father on behalf of others, those we don't even know, churches and other communities that they would step up and they can meet the needs of those that are hurting in their communities and, be the, and show the love and grace of God. You see, the biggest roadblock, though, I think we would all agree to being persistent in our prayers. What is it? It's, it's unanswered prayers. Or it's prayers that are answered in a way that we thought God uh, shouldn't have answered them. You know, it, they can be discouraging. They can be, well, I mean, you know, my prayers didn't work or God didn't answer it the way that I thought he should. Then we just quit or we throw our hands up and we wave the white flag often. But Jesus tells this parable of the widow who had incredible persistence with an unjust judge. Oh, how much better is our God? Oh, how good is our God? How just is our God? How loving and caring and how much does he want us to cry out to him? You see, it's about persistence. I mean, look at, just look with me in, in just American history and history of things that we, we benefit from every day. It took Thomas Edison a thousand attempts. Think about it, 1,000 attempts before inventing the light bulb. You know, some of his teachers also told him growing up that he was a dreamer and then he wouldn't amount to much, but he kept being persistent. Dr. Seuss's first book was rejected by 27 publishers before it was accepted finally. Vincent Van Gogh sold only one painting in his lifetime, though today his works are priceless. I mean, think of some of these major companies we've all heard of, Google, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Disney, all started their business in a garage, but because of their persistence, they are now household names. Persistence is key. It matters. Oh, how much more does it mean in our relationship with Jesus you see, let's, as we look at verse 1 one more time, I just want to, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray. Key phrase, they should pray and not give up. You see, persistence, it molds us. It refines us into the image of Jesus. He is honored and pleased when we persistently seek him. You see, God's doing something externally. But isn't it beautiful that he's doing something inside of us as well? He's doing something internally 
that he's making us, he's refining us, he's chiseling, it away, chiseling away to make us and mold us into the image of Jesus. He never wants to leave us where we are. It's always a state of growing and looking more like the sun. And then lastly, bold prayers display confidence in God, confidence in God. 1 John 5.14 says it this way, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Isn't that good news? That's so good to hear. It's so refreshing. It's so needed in a day like today where we are called to be that salt and to be that light and to display the confidence that we have in Jesus. That doesn't mean we won't have pain. It doesn't mean we won't have trials. It doesn't mean that we won't go through valleys. But what it does mean is that our confidence and our victory is not in ourselves. It's found in Christ and Christ alone. He is our anchor. He is the one that we lean on. You so, and, and so as we look at a few things that we come in and we approach boldness with, as we prepare for a time of prayer here in a few moments together, and we think of what, what are some ways that we can be bold? Okay, you would say, Jason, I agree that you know, we need to be bold in our prayers. We need to be confident. We need to be courageous. And we need to pray those type of prayers and dream those types of dreams that God lays on our heart. But how do we do it? Well, when we think about it specifically, we, number one is we just need to have a bold witness. Let's pray that as a church and individually that we'll have a bold witness, to have the confidence. Like one pastor friend says it this way, he says, just bloom where God has you planted. Bloom where he has you planted. And that may be in your workplace, your school, your free time, during your retirement years. It could be at the gym this next week, wherever it may be, at the grocery store. Take those moments to bloom wherever God has you planted because it's not by accident. God has you in this season of life. Not by mistake, not by, whoa, I didn't know that you were going to be dealing with this today or this week or this year, but we can have the opportunity to bloom, even if it's exactly where we pictured God was going to take us or not, whatever it may be, through the good, through the bad, through the triumph, through the trying times, we can bloom. Let's pray that we have a bold witness as a church and as individuals, and as a families. The, the next thing we could pray for this week and beyond is not only a bold witness, but bold impact. I mean, just think in a secular way. Think of these companies and the light bulb, and think of, you know, all of these things that make our life easier. We all reap the benefit because of their persistence, right? We reap the benefit because they chose not to give up, to not quit, to not bow down and to say, I'm done, or to raise the white flag. They were persistent. And so, church, we can be bold in our prayers, and we can be consistent, and we pray for bold impact, because God's not done working in DeSoto County. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. He's not done working. I mean, what evidence we have this morning of just the baptism. God is working. God is on the move, and we get to be part of that. We get to join in. You see, he has great things in store for us as a church across this country um, because it's about kingdom work. It's not just about get well. It's not just about one individual church, but we're in this together. 
And we're all to be about encouraging and building his kingdom across denominational lines, across churches in our community and country. We're all about the same goal, and that's to know Christ, to make him known, and to see others come into that as well. You see, he, and if we continue to follow his lead, oh, how the floodgates may burst open. The baptisms, as I said this morning, are that fact. Let's pray for boldness that God will continue to do great things like he's doing here at this campus, but he's also doing wonderful things at the Hernando campus. You know, as a staff, we have that privilege to, to, to see that happen every week as we get reports and we meet as a staff, and many of you know that, man, God's doing wonderful things at the Hernando campus as well, and we rejoice in that, but he's not done. All oh, the floodgates could be so open if we'll pray, if we'll just pray and seek his face and see what he wants to do. The next point is this. Not only a bold witness, bold impact, but bold courage, courage to do the hard things, to seek out justice for others. Just like we saw in Luke 18 earlier about that persistent widow is to stand with them, to reach the needy and broken with no strings attached, to take risks, for, to love people in our lives and to know and to love God ourselves. You see, that's what we're called to do just as much as we remember the courage and the sacrifice of those on this weekend so that we can enjoy to be here and to have the freedoms that we have and their ultimate sacrifice for their lives. Oh, I pray that as a church and as followers of Jesus, we'll have that same courage as we go about our community. We can pray for bold courage, but we also can pray for bold faith, bold faith, to have the confidence to dream big, and to not be limited, but to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, if Jesus lives in your life, and just as we saw this morning, if you've accepted Christ and he's in your life, then you know what? We have the gift of being spirit-led. We can be led wherever we go and be used by him. We can dream those big dreams. We can pray those big, bold prayers. We can pray for DeSoto County in such a way like we never dreamed before in our nation and our world and we can approach the throne of God and with those things because it's not far-fetched with him he's all-powerful he has unlimited resources we just have to tap into that but you know what I'm convinced of is that if in the American church today if Satan can just keep the church distracted and complacent he'll be satisfied. If he can just keep us distracted, complacent, busy with other things, he'll be satisfied. Let's not give him the victory in that area of our life. And then lastly, how can we pray boldly with bold faith, but also let's wrap it all up with wisdom, bold wisdom, individually and as a church. Pray for discernment. Pray for our pastors. Pray for us as we make decisions and we lead Pray for our community that the church would be the salt and the light and the flavor of DeSoto County and beyond. Pray that wisdom comes out of our daily walk with the Lord. So what do we do with this? You know, as we think of prayer, this big topic, this, this um, big word that sometimes can be a little scary and it can feel a little like, well, what do I do with prayer? I know I need to do it. Well, the bottom line is, is that prayer connects us with who God is and who we are in Him. It connects us. Don't be disconnected this week. 
take time to pray, not as a religious obligation, or it's because I need to do it, or I need to have the discipline to do it more. But we need to pray as we just go about our life in a natural way. Just pray that, God, would you make it as natural as Jesus made it seem? Because when, as he went, he just prayed and he never really ended. He never, just, he never said amen over and out. He never was done. But when he prayed, as he went about his life, he prayed bold prayers. He prayed bold prayers. Well, maybe during this time here of response, you just need to come and do that exact thing. Just come and pray. Just take some time to get recentered, to get realigned with the will of God in your life and get well church and beyond. And that you would just come and take time and make it a great opportunity to just remember how important prayer is. Because we need to pray. The American church and beyond, we need to pray. We need God and we need to come boldly to his throne today. So would you do that? That might be in your seat today. That might be as you come to the altar in a time of response. It might be as you enter into a relationship with Jesus. It might be that I need to be baptized. I need to come and uh, take that step of obedience in my life because I haven't done it. And I want to follow the example of these uh, that have come today and be obedient. So would you stand with me? And as you stand, I'm going to pray. Worship team's going to lead us. Hunter and I will be available if you need to, to be prayed with or to be encouraged or to just carry the burden with you. That's why we're here. Let me pray for us. You respond as the Lord leads. Oh, Father, uh, we're just so grateful that every day is a brand new day. That, Lord, um, we have an opportunity to approach the day in a fresh powerful way. And so I pray today that we would just be open and honest with you, that we would be transparent. We know that our words don't impress you and they're not meant to impress others. And Lord, we don't want to just view you as, as one that we can get something from or in our time of need. But God, we really want to pray because we want more of you. We want to be more like you. We want to pray because we love you. Help us as the church not to look at prayer as an obligation or as just something I have to do or something that we just check the box to, but we pray because we can't live without it. We pray because it's just like breathing. I can't live without doing it. I can't live without being in touch with my Father. I can't live without the communication that I need from Him. So as a church, would you just have us respond as you see fit? Let us dream big. Let us have bold prayers. Let us think about things that are beyond our wildest expectations because we know that you're not done here yet. I can't help but think of that song from several years back, greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. And we are so thankful that we get to be a part of it in other churches as well. Pray for that. We love you. Thank you that we can have a time of response like this. And it's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen.